Good day everyone, because I don't know what time of the day you'll be watching this. It's been a long time since we've seen each other, but I hope you've all been keeping safe and well. This morning I'm preaching on the Romans I'm reading, and it's Romans chapter 8 verses 26 to 39. I'll read it for you in case you haven't had time to read it yet. And the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for, but the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. And the Father who knows all hearts knows what the Spirit is saying. For the Spirit pleads for us believers in harmony with God's own will. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. For God knew his people in advance, and he chose them to become like his son, so that his son would be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And having chosen them, he called them to come to him, and having called them, he gave them right standing with himself. And having, having given them right standing, he gave them his glory. What shall we say about such wonderful things as these? If God is for us, who can ever be against us? Since he did not spare even his own son, but gave him up for us all, won't he also give us everything else? Who dares accuse us whom God has chosen for his own? No one, for God himself has given us right standing with himself. Who then will condemn us? No one, for Christ Jesus died for us and was raised to life for us and he is sitting in the place of honour at God's right hand, pleading for us. Can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity, or are persecuted, or hungry, or destitute, or in danger, or threatened with death? As the scriptures say, for your sake we are killed every day. We are being slaughtered like sheep. No, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. And I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow, not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below, indeed, Nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ our Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Let us pray. Lord God, I pray that you will open our eyes, our ears, our eyes, and our hearts, that we may hear and receive your word today. In Jesus' name, Amen. Romans 8, 26-39. This very familiar passage is a celebration of God's love for us, his presence and his willingness to help us in our hour of need, whether we know it's our hour of need or not. All things work together for the good of those who love God. If God is for us, it really doesn't matter who is against us, and there's no power strong enough or situation dire enough to separate us from the love of God. 
As believers, we are not left on our own to cope with our problems. We have prayer. And even when we don't have the right words, the Holy Spirit prays with us and God answers. So with God helping us to pray, we don't have to be afraid to come before him. So let's ask the Holy Spirit to intercede for us because we don't know how to pray as we ought, but the Holy Spirit makes intercessions for us with groanings which can't be uttered. Sometimes when we pray, we know exactly what we want to say and what we want God to do. So our prayers then become demands or a to-do list. Other times we are so overwhelmed that we can only pray, God help me. I have prayed this regularly during the lockdown. Oh God, forgive me. At times, when we try to pray, we fall asleep, or our minds start to wander with all the other concerns we have going on in our lives. The good news is that God has the grace to hear and answer the prayers that we don't know how to pray. The Holy Spirit adapts our prayers to fit the will of God. That is a blessing because it allows us to pray freely without fear of making a mess of it or by asking wrongly. Can you imagine the chaos if God answered every prayer as they were prayed? It reminds me of the scene in the film Bruce Almighty. In case you're unfamiliar, it's a film with Morgan Freeman playing the role of God and Jim Carrey playing a TV journalist, dissatisfied with his life and with God. God gave him his powers for a while for him to see what the job was like and if he could do better. Acting as God, he could do what he wanted but not take away free, free will. In this particular scene, Jim Carrey's character is getting used to the enormity of God's job. Prayers are continually arriving as emails and it's just too much. He tries to reply to each one, but after a very short while, feeling overwhelmed, he decides to send a reply to all with a response, yes, to everything he could have prayed for. And chaos ensues. In particular, 44,000 residents in his city got the winning lottery numbers that week, which resulted in them all winning $77 each. God works in everything for our good, not just the isolated incidents. This doesn't mean that all that happens to us is good, but it does mean that God is able to turn everything around for our good. God wants us to be happy, but he's not working to make us happy. He's working for his purposes to be fulfilled. In verse 28 it says, And we know that God causes everything to work together for those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. Those called by God are those who trust him and do not rely on worldly treasures, but look forward to the security of heaven. 
where faith in God does not waver, no matter what the circumstance, because they know they have certainty that God is with them. Verse 31 says, if God is for us, who can be against us? Nothing can separate us from the love of God. Over the past months, we've seen the effect COVID-19 has had on friends, family, the economy, the way it's changed the way we are able to interact with others, and even the way we, in which we would now worship. If God is for us, who can be against us? The Black Lives Matter movement and the way racism has disproportionately affected many sections of God's people over many years, and it still goes on. If God is for us, who can be against us? As a black woman, I have to admit that when I watch the clip of George Floyd's death and think back over the years of prejudices and injustices I have encountered and that of my friends and family, I have asked, God, where are you? Why do black people have to suffer like this? Or anyone else for that matter? It just seems so unfair. But can any of this ever separate us from Christ's love? Does it mean he no longer loves us? If we have troubles or calamities, or if we, are, if we are persecuted, or if we are hungry or destitute, in danger or threatened with death, no, it cannot separate us from love, the love of Christ, because we are assured and reassured that no matter what comes our way, nothing can separate us from the love of God. God's ultimate goal for us is to make us like Christ. And as we strive to become more Christ-like, with varying degrees of success on any given day, we will discover our true selves. So, to become more Christ-like, we need the Word of God. We need to observe the Word of God. We need to spend time in prayer and we need to spend time doing God's work in the world. Let us be inspired to serve and honour God in all that we do as believers in Christ. God's love is eternal. Verse 38 and 39 says, And I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love, neither death nor life, neither angels or demons, Neither our fears for today, nor our worries about tomorrow, but even the powers of hell can separate us, cannot separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.